3: Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is
2: us, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. We in fact are them. The DNA tests have come back positive. <laughs>
4: And my driver's Co- license says, yep,
2: that's right. Collectively knows the approach, shot. We'll get it together eventually here.
4: You like the haircut? You got a haircut? Isn't it funny how men do that? If one of us gets a haircut and we're in the room with another guy, we say something brilliant like, get a haircut or mm-hmm. get your ears lowered. <laughs> a woman would never say that to another woman. She'd never walk up and say, hey, did you get your ears lowered? She would say, oh, your hair looks nice. Did you get roots down and stuff?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So I go to Supercuts because <laughs> right? I'm fancy that mm-hmm. way. And they have on the board this option to get something. I forgot the name of it already, but it's the T-something treatment. So I ask my stylist, what is this? And she says, oh, that's where you come in. We shampoo your hair. We use this T-shampoo, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that's supposed to make your scalp tingle, and in the summer, it supposedly cools your scalp, opens up the pores and stuff, so you don't get quite so hot. And then for five minutes, they take a hot compress and put it on your face and a hot compress and put it on your neck and give you a neck massage. Mm -hmm. And for all of that, the shampoo, the massage, the hot compress, six extra bucks. And knee-jerk reaction, I say no. (laughs) Why? Why is that? Why do guys... (laughs) do that? Because other guys that were in there were saying the same thing. Nah, I'll do it next time. It's five minutes of your life to get probably the best, most, just totally spoiling yourself. That's right. I think it's inherent in us to say no to stuff like that. So I'm coming to
2: you. Why is that? Unless you're younger. Sports Clips, which is the classier place, to which I go and take my grandson. He was once asked if he wanted the whole nine yards, the the top treatment with the massage and the go in the back room where it's dark and laid down and get your shampoo where they massage your scalp forever yeah, and the sure. hot towel. Well, he got that done once and it could be a hundred extra dollars. He doesn't care. He's going to do it.
4: I mean, I've been to places where they gave you, you know, for an extra 15 bucks, you'd get like champagne or you pick a beverage and they would do that. And I, and I had it done and I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. There's just maybe as an older thing, or maybe as a, I think I'm, I'm too busy to treat myself does it's
2: five minutes out of your life or too cheap that's, no, that's my story that. and i'm sticking to it we've got a us see we're running out of time you, yes. time you'll spend money not so much. Not much we've got a great show coming up we've got a great guest especially if you're a hockey fan hang yeah. out with us we are the approach Hunt.
4: it's summertime and here comes the heat You know what can keep you cooler? Your underwear. That is if you're wearing Tommy John underwear. Tommy John doesn't just make you feel cooler, you actually are cooler. Up to seven degrees cooler than cotton when you're wearing Tommy John's Apollo underwear. When you wear a Tommy John, you're that much cooler so you can do everything better. Your golf game will be better. Your workout will be better. This commercial is even better because I'm wearing my Tommy Johns right now. Really? Wanna see? Tommy John will keep you looking and feeling cool all season long. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics like me. With over 17 million pairs sold, people like me love their Tommy John underwear and loungewear. Shop TommyJohn.com approach right now for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com approach. TommyJohn.com approach. See site for details.
2: We are the approach shot. I am John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. We promised you a hockey player. We have not had a hockey player on the show yet. We promised nothing. We pro- we were rambling about hairdos. <laughs> it had
4: nothing to do with hockey you you say that we promised this you may have promised it was i out of I the did. room
2: what? You, you were you went back to get your hair done and i figured out the answer is that you don't want people taking a lot of time with your hair because you don't have that much of it
4: if you do the time per hair it would be it would <laughs> only be way too much
2: two and a half minutes
4: but. but we do have a stellar and luminary guest john's promise notwithstanding And uh, if you're a hockey fan, I mean, this is one of those people who you say needs no introduction. But if I didn't do that, the show would be three minutes shorter. So (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and do the introduction. (laughs) He's uh, a goaltender that was inducted into the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame in 2007 after a stellar 20-year career with the Rangers, Panthers, Flyers, Islanders, and Devils. Jeez, get out of the Northeast, would you? Um, played in three All-Star games, was the Xena Trophy winner as a top goalie in 1986, named first-team NHL All-Star that same season, the 85-86 season, and the youngest goalie in NHL history to win his first start at 18 years 92 days i could go on but i won't because you'd rather hear him talk john van beesbrook is with us today Beezer,
0: welcome to the show thanks neil thanks john good being with you guys
2: did you grow up with your standing in front of a of a net with your father like just firing pucks at you is that how you get trained early
0: well first of all i feel like going for a haircut after your <laughs> introduction
2: <laughs> and a massage
0: yes it was my brothers that inspired me. You know, I was the youngest of three, but I was a abused severely as they <laughs> threw pucks and hit balls and anything we could. But we were, you know, do what brothers do. Put the yeah. young guy in goal and let's shoot something, projectiles at him. But mm-hmm. Back in the day, as they say, you basically played all sports. So I played primarily baseball growing up in Detroit. You know, I mean, we grew up in the Midwest just doing what would be normal things out on the sandlot playing baseball, in the driveways playing hockey. And uh, when it comes wintertime, we get serious. So mm-hmm. it was good. It was fun.
4: <laughs> there's there's nothing in any other sport that's like being a hockey goalie, though. Uh, you know, in, in football, there's quarterback that has a bunch of guys coming at you, but you have the ability to step around and step out. In baseball, there's maybe being a catcher, but the balls that are coming at you, you're asking for. So how do you mentally prepare to be a goalie?
0: It is a different position because you really don't get any timeouts. Uh, You don't get to go off to the sideline or on the bench, you know, get a breath. So you gotta be on all the time. But that was probably the most appealing thing to the position is that you are always on and being the you know, the center of the game, so to speak. But I mean, how do you become one is a, is a difficult question to answer because you don't really see yourself in that light as a quarterback, as a pitcher in baseball or what have you. You just see yourself as an athlete wanting to play a position that's, that you really fall in love with. I think you have to love the position. I don't know about quarterbacks in football, how much they really love the position when they're getting tackled all the time by, <laughs> by big men pitchers in baseball get rocked a lot. But fortunately for me, I was able to withstand the test of time. I mean, I, I truly love the position and it's it's certainly changed over time and more of a big man position now. I'm a small guy at 5'9", so I don't think I would have played in today's day.
2: How many times do you actually make a stick save as opposed to gloves and pads?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I mean there isn't any recording of that stat. Primarily, uh, when I played, it was about seventy five percent of the time that you made. Really, yeah, that you used your stick and and today's day, it's it's not that way. I'd say probably below that, maybe. Pro- and I'm guessing at fifty percent because there's more pad save and blocking going on. And the positions change considerably in the last probably 15 years.
2: And the masks have gotten scarier too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, max, the masks have taken on a different persona and they give you a persona. So fortunately, I had some good ones.
2: So 20
4: years in the league, I don't know if that's an all-time record for a goalie, but it sure is a long time in a very difficult position in a very difficult sport. And like you said, you relied on your quickness, you relied on, on technique. Do you find after doing it for a certain amount of time that you have to change and adapt because your body is different? Or has the experience helped enough to make up for the fact that your body is changing?
0: Yeah, I think that you adapt to, to the different changes that are going on. I, I, I think you're getting yourself mentally prepared more than you're getting yourself physically prepared. And once you become a pro, there's a big separation from becoming a youth dreamer or a, a college screamer to being a, a day-to-day you know, reality Uh, you're a pro to categorize these things is in a totally different category. I think, you know, this weekend's masters, you know, being a heavy golf fan that I am tiger kind of portrayed that and not to say that I was ever in that realm, but you know, to go from weekend golf to being in inside the ropes, I mean, it's a total different mentality and to think that some guys can hit a good shot or, you know, make a three footer for some, you know, a couple dollars on the line is the same Isn't even in the realm of the same stratosphere it's hard to portray that to to everybody just because there's so much noise, there's so much preparation. And, you know, in a team sport, you know, I think Tiger gave reference to being an individual and he didn't, he's not able to call on a team in an interview that I saw him give but in a team sport, you know, you have to interact. I mean, as much as you can rely on other athletes and other you know, teammates, uh, most everybody thinks that everybody's friends on a team. <laughs> but there's some inner workings there that are so unique to, you know, you taking another grown-up's job to you having to perform. And if you don't, on a daily basis, you're out and the next person's in and, and it's that cold. So yeah. I, 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 I think that I'm not trying to elevate it, but it is in a d- totally different stratosphere than just playing the game to have fun. Even though you can love the position, you can love the sport, when it becomes a job, it's a different type of love.
2: John Van Beesbroek is is our guest. And, John, I am very happy that you never played for your hometown team. Because when (laughs) I I was doing sports, I found it so difficult to correctly say Detroit Red Wings without stopping. It always came out Detroit Red Wings. (laughs) And that sounded like Elmer Fudd, man. It was terrible. But uh, (laughs) we... And again, it's all about me. So thank you very much. Uh, John Ashton, he's still Michaels. John Van Beesbroek is our guest. And we are going to take a quick break. And then we are going to come back and ask more questions. You know, and some of those questions may be, John, how comfortable is it with all of that gear on stage? Sitting there in front of the net, waiting for a projectile, vulcanized rubber, one inch thick, three inches in diameter, weighing about six ounces, coming at you about 60 to 70 miles an hour. And I would imagine his answer is going to be not all that comfortable. That is why, were I he, I would have been wearing my Tommy John underwear. They say when the sun is shining, it can be up to 10 degrees cooler in the shade. When the chips are all down, when the game's on the line, it could be feeling like a thousand degrees warmer inside where the sun don't shine. And that's why you need Tommy John underwear, because you're going to feel much more confident when you feel comfortable. And you are going to feel much more comfortable wearing Tommy John underwear, because I mean, the the fabrics they use, the way they build them, they are just in this whole hammock pouch design is going to make it so much more comfortable. You're going to be so much more confident, which means you're not going to miss those shots that you really can't see. You just stick the glove out there and pray. John Van Biesbrook can do it. He can be comfortable under those circumstances. You can be comfortable anywhere wearing Tommy John underwear. They don't have customers. No, they have fanatics. And it's because of how comfortable all of their products are. Men's underwear, women's underwear, What I want you to do right now is go to tommyjohn.com slash approach slash approach being the operative consideration there needs you to do that for us needs you to uh, to do that in order for yourself to get a discount a decent discount 20% off your first order the entire order tommyjohn.com slash approach go to right now tommyjohn.com slash approach 20% off everything you buy your first order seaside for details don't go away
3: have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free, no obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf credit card of america is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support call now for a free no obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt free call 800-613-7650 that's 800-613-7650 800-613-7650.
2: 800-613-7650. And thanks for coming back. We are the approach shot. John Ashton, Neil, who are you calling a hockey puck, Michaels? And John Van Beesbroek, a uh, former goalie for a lot of, I'm sorry. I, I came out and I changed my thought right in the middle there for a, a lot of teams. And he, he got out of the Northeast. He played for the Florida Panthers. He did. And in fact, he, he was in goal for their their one and only uh, Stanley Cup appearance. It's there true. And done.
4: in fact, I was just about to ask that. You know, Beezer, I think a lot of people will still associate you as a ranger, a lifetime ranger. It's Beezer's a ranger. But some of your best seasons were in Florida, including, as John just alluded to, being able to go to the Stanley Cup with the, with the Panthers, their only time there. And you won even more accolades in Florida. Do you find yourself looking back and feeling as though you were a Ranger or was, as you left there, went to Florida and then went to the other teams, you just sort of, again, adapted?
0: Yeah, I think that um, I was every bit as much a Ranger as I was a Panther, for sure, because you know... It's different, you know, the way that the league has evolved uh, with, from original six teams. Uh, to have an opportunity to play for one, especially in New York, is very special. You know, it's a, it's a league that has 100 years or more now of history, and, and the Panthers had no history. So to go from one that had such a great alumni and a rich history to one where you're starting uh, was a, a, a different challenge. So, But engaging in that challenge, we were able to have some success early on a lot like the Vegas Golden Knights are having Mm -hmm. as they've come into the league. You know, I'm hoping for Florida this year that this is their year. They're having a great season, Uh, but it's been uh, very thin. They've only, you know, been to the playoffs a couple times, and uh, we had one good run, and it's been a long time, right, 96, 97. That's a long time ago now. It seems like yesterday to most of us who go through life, but uh, (laughs) it goes by quick. It's 2022, and here we are this many years later uh, thinking that a team would have that much success. But I was fortunate that I got an opportunity to um, grow the game a bit in a place, as John Ashton would refer to it, a, a place that would never should have hockey.
2: That's right. <laughs> I told I told John my theory is that you should not play hockey in places where ice does not form naturally.
4: These are the, the interesting thing before we get into golf, because because we know you're a huge golfer and, and we want to talk to you about your golf game. You just mentioned something that I find really interesting. Um, I grew up in the Baltimore, Washington area and became a Washington Capitals fan. And I know you have a special place in your heart for the Capitals, but there does seem to be in hockey more natural rivalries than they're due in most other sports in football. You'll, you'll get the Cowboys and the Redskins, uh, the old Redskins, yeah. uh, you know, in basketball, the Lakers and the Celtics and baseball, certainly the Yankees and the Red Sox, but in hockey, man, there are a lot of natural rivalries. Partly it comes from, as you said, they were the the first teams that formed. So anybody from New York, Boston, Detroit, St. Louis, Chicago, there were some natural rivalries. But did you, were you part of a lot of that?
0: Well, hockey's notorious for being a very tough sport, right? So when you have fighting in a game that brings on some rivalry, that's <laughs> for sure. I think they formed because of the divisional play. Uh, we played teams like the Islanders who were right around the corner seven, eight times a year depending on how it falls. So you don't get to play the West. Uh, You're not going to develop a rivalry with a team that you don't play often. Uh, We played the Caps a lot, right? Developed a rivalry in what was then known as the Patrick division, you know? So you're playing each other so many times. People get under each other's skin. You start to know their families. (laughs) You're going to start knowing everything about uh, the other player and their tendencies and who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. And and they know you too. So uh, the verbal gestures were fun. And, you know, they got a little serious once
2: in a while. Can I tell you a quick story about that? The one hockey game I went to when I lived in Boston, it was the Bruins and the Rangers, of course. And there was a guy playing for the Rangers named Johnny McKenzie. He was one of those bad boys. And Bobby Orr was still playing for for the Bruins. And McKenzie was in the penalty box, had a five-minute major for fighting. And the Bruins were breaking away. Bobby Orr was coming right down, skating right down with the puck. McKenzie's penalty was just about... Over it ended. Bobby Orr's coming down. He opens up the door to the penalty box, sticks his leg out, trips Bobby Orr, turns around, goes back in, and sits down in the penalty <laughs> box.
0: That'll
2: start a rivalry
0: <laughs> or a revolution. In
2: <laughs> That's but yeah, because
4: no, nobody on either of those two teams really had any uh hatred for the other team. Oh no,
2: there was exactly. no animosity in that building at all. No,
4: and, um, <laughs> hey, speaking of hatred. How's that for a for a smooth one?
0: Yeah, good. We nice talk segment. all
4: the time about the love-hate relationship that people have with golf and how especially athletes who played as as well as you did and as long as you did, get out there. You had a puck coming at you, you know, hundred miles an hour, and you look down and there's a little white ball sitting on a little wooden tee just making just mocking you. How's your golf game and it's, how's your love hate relationship there?
0: It's still mocking me. Yeah. <laughs> the mockery never goes away You know, golf's just the ultimate fun game You can do it with anybody You know, my second son, Ben, uh, became a college golfer And he loved the game from uh, being a young kid Because we introduced mm-hmm. it to him And now when we go out and play And other than the fact that he kills me <laughs> It's just fun to do together and, and you can play in so many great places and uh, destinations But I find it to be the ultimate friendship game You know, you can make friends, whether you're at a public golf course or private place. It's just a fantastic connection. And, you know, through this time of COVID, it's really made a big comeback uh, because it was the only game in town to get outside and go play again. It's just so great to see people love the game. I guess I'm fond of it in, in multiple ways, you know, not just playing the game, but the affinity to the architecture of the course and stuff like that. It's intriguing to me yeah. how they're made and where they are and how they get that piece of land. But mostly from the construction part of it too, of what would be in the eye of a Jack Nicklaus that others, you know, wouldn't see, but he sees and makes the course difficult or makes it friendly or, or what have you. It's just, it's an intriguing, It has so many aspects to it. It's not just hitting the ball that mocks you. In the athletic side of it that relays how pathetic you are for most of the time. <laughs> because we are pathetic when it comes to golf. But yeah, it just really. it's 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 life lessons, it's beautiful things, it's just a fun place to be.
2: I've had that same thought too when playing a golf course. You know, <laughs> what what did the architects see or how did they see it when they sat there and, excuse me, when they sat there and just looked at the piece of land. Yeah. And and saw it in their heads. I mean, it's 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 gotta be a talent that so few of us can actually have.
0: Well, when you get to places that you know, the pebble beaches of the world that have a seacoast special mm-hmm. place, I mean, even though it's it's there, you still have to design it so people can play it and make it friendly but make it difficult at the same time. But right. you get to some of the Parkland in, inward courses, I mean, they're they're just as fun. Because um, some, some to the eye, they look easy and some are just brutally hard, right? It depends on how mm-hmm. you look at it. And, and everybody views it differently, whether you're a single digit handicap or a 15 or above, you all, everybody views a whole differently. Um, yeah. And so it's just fun that way. And I, I view it as fun. I mean, getting to know some of the tour pros of the past and, um, you know, some of the caddies of, of yesteryear and talking about them and. You know, they're just fun stories that you can share forever and ever. You know, those stories never go away. So that's right. It make it it's it makes it fun.
2: All right, I've got to ask, man, have you ever had an ace? I have never. No, All right, right.
0: Ben Hogan and me, we never had any. <laughs>
2: and and Neil and John, we're in the same club with Ben Hogan. We love that club.
0: <laughs>
4: I was going to say, and and that's pretty much where the parallels stop, isn't it?
2: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah.
0: There's nothing that goes parallel in my golf
4: game. <laughs> how are the courses around where you live? Michigan? Yeah, Michigan's, known,
0: Michigan's known for great public golf, yeah. pri- primarily in a place of destination golf. The Northern Territories have a lot of destination golf that, you know, I could give a shout out to them now that are just, uh, they're special, but they're, they're special too because the designers made them that way, from you know Arthur Hills to to Nicholas to to all the great names. But you know, there's some special stops along the way that are unique, you know, in their own right. We have some seaside courses. I mean, people don't look at our Great Lakes as seaside, but when you have 350 miles of beach, very few places can can claim that. And you know, one of them, Arcadia Bluffs, up there on the on the coast of of um, Michigan, Lake Michigan, is probably one of the nicest places you can visit in the country and just say, wow, uh, this place is remote, but it is just special.
2: Have you had a chance uh, to play at uh, American Dunes?
0: American Dunes is right by my house uh, here. It's 10 minutes away. So I played it (sighs) three times last year where that's really special because it's a museum as you walk in and um, they give you a nickel. Uh, when you get to the first tee and you wonder what is the nickel for? And, you know, as as you flow through this golf course and um, some of the families of the pilots that were lost and paying great uh, traditional homage to the people that sacrificed, you get to the the 17th hole where they you find out what you use your nickel for. And it's there where they ask you to throw a nickel on the ground, say a prayer for those that... Sacrifice for their country, and then you get to hit a ball. I mean, yeah. it's probably sends chills down your spine just just thinking of it. And then they play taps at one o'clock. So if you're fortunate enough to be there, it is everybody stands still and and just pays tribute to those that um, have sacrificed for our country. So it's a very wow. special place. Jack Nicholas did a fabulous redo of a club that was just a local golf club mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think much about it was a bowling alley actually it was so narrow <laughs> yeah. he did a he did a great job in the redo but the museum as you walk in is like walking into no other course in the world yeah, yeah it's and, beautiful and you Majority. just read re, you read the monuments there and uh you know if you visit it you know bring a tissue because you're going to probably yeah. need it
2: you certainly are. And listen, this, the, the guy who's uh, one of his first ever career objectives was to drive a Zamboni machine. Really happy to have an NHL star <laughs> with us here on the show, John Van Beesbrook. We will be right back. I'm going to take a quick
1: break. We are The Approach Shot. If you're like me, you've been hearing a lot about burials and cremation lately. It's kind of a sad thought, but thousands of these poor souls have to be stored in these big refrigerator trucks waiting sometimes weeks before they can be put to rest. And then and then the average funeral cost is over 10 grand. I don't have that kind of money just lying around, do you? Everyone has the right to die with dignity. And an affordable burial policy can be had for as little as a dollar a day. Call Final Expense Network for a free quote. They shop for affordable rates from brand name companies. Folks you've heard of. One call and you get coverage to finish well. You can even name your church as a beneficiary. Come on, you have loved ones. Don't leave them at the last hour of their need. Call now, 800-589-0470. That's the final expense network at 800-589-0470. Finish well. Make a quick call to 800-589-0470. 800-589-0470.
2: Are you listening to the Approach Shot Podcast?
1: Ken Harvey.
4: Four-time Pro Bowler Ken Harvey to oh, you, yeah. John.
2: My first professional football (laughs) game, I went to Boston Patriots and the Buffalo Bills for the championship of the AFL. This was pre Super Bowl. Did you sit next to Jesus?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Download an episode or two of the Approach Shot today at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. And find us on the web at (laughs) ApproachShot.net.
2: this is the approach shot i'm john ashton he's neil michaels john van beesbrook is here now you think standing in front of a net trying to stop a a, what what turns out to be a very solid piece of rubber coming at you very fast is painful wait till you get through the six questions that neil has just come up with
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's right john we call this the six pack and the idea here is we're going to ask you six questions. We expect you to come up with the first answer off the top of your head. If we catch you hemming, hawing, thinking and stuff, you'll hear this. Yep, that means uh, that uh, there it is. <laughs> that means that you need to speed it up here, buddy. So are you ready? We're going to hit you with these six pack. Let's roll. All right, let's put you on the hot seat. Question one, we'll start with an easy one for you. When you were playing... Which of your teammates was the best practical joker?
0: Lindy Ruff. Give us an example. Well, he's he's now the coach of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, one of the examples is uh, we had our coach, Roger Nielsen, who used to have a dog named Mike, and he had a Suburban with the old crank-up window. So <laughs> I saw Lindy peek his head out of our practice uh, facility door, and I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, there's Mike, and there's the window. So Pete, Roger Nielsen's dog, used to jump into the back of the suburban, but he rolled up the window.
4: <laughs> wow. So
0: we're all we're both peeking out the door and Mike goes off the window. As we turn around, Roger Nielsen's like, What are you guys doing? And we're like, ah, busted. And there's dog there's Mike, the dog. But being the dog lovers that we are, we went back, helped him up and cleaned them up a little bit. But
4: while turning around and laughing to yourself. That's great. It's, I'm a dog lover myself. I've. It's cruel. It's terrible and hilarious. All the time.
0: Mike it. was no worse for wear. He was locked in. We gave him a treat.
4: Perfect. There you go. I can see that this is going to be a hot, hot seat. Question two. Which teammate of yours was a notorious tough guy on the ice, but a total gentleman off it?
0: Chris Nyland. Chris played for the Montreal Canadiens, but came over to us in New York in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, he's a Bostonian, so he speaks crooked. But (laughs) off the ice, he was the consummate gentleman. You know, he's known as Knuckles Nylon, one of the softest, most humblest guys and just a big teddy bear off the ice. Yeah,
2: wicked, wicked tough on Wicked tough, (laughs) wicked (laughs) tough.
4: Talk
0: crooked.
2: There
4: you go. I'll remember that, John, when you start to get your New England on. Question three, you have played a lot of golf in your life. Since you just admitted to not having an ace, give us the most memorable shot in your golf career.
0: The most memorable shot, I was playing in a an outing, and it was an outing shot, so it, it probably doesn't count as mine. But <laughs> we had to make an eagle to win, and I hit all three shots in and. and It was at a tough track in Westchester County. Actually, it's in in Connecticut, right across the border, known as Tamarack. I hit all three shots on this dogleg right par five. We won the tournament. So I'd say it was three shots that I've never pulled off ever again.
4: (laughs) So wait, while you may not have had an ace, you had an eagle by yourself.
0: Yes, an eagle by myself.
4: I think that might be almost as impressive.
0: I impressed myself, but it was an outing, so it doesn't count. We got absolutely nothing for it.
4: <laughs> oh, it counts because you just told the story. Yes. So there you go. All right. Question four, the approach shot magic wand is out and you get to use it to change the outcome of any one game or one play in your career. Here's the wand. Which one game or one play would you change?
0: Well, I would probably change in, in uh, the 96-97 playoffs. We went to the Stanley Cup final and we played a triple overtime game against the Colorado Avalanche. We lost 1-0. So I would probably change that so that we would win 1-0 <laughs> and actually win the game in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
4: That that one change would make a heck of a difference, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: we would actually won. <laughs> there you
4: go. All right. Question 5. You get to put together a foursome with anyone, living or dead. Who are the three people that you're playing with and who is the one person that rides in the cart with you for 18 holes?
0: I think everybody wants to play with Tiger, so I'd have to include him. But I'd say probably Jack Nicklaus and Jackie Gleason I I love Jackie Gleason and I would definitely want to ride in the cl- in the cart with him. He was a notorious, you know, fun guy but also a gambler on the course. And just Jackie Gleason was was probably one of the best personalities in the history of of television.
4: Yeah. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, and if you hit a really good drive, he might even say to you to the moon, Beezer.
0: <laughs> Alice, to the moon.
4: Oh, that's a whole nother thing. All right, question six. Since we are the approach shot, we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Beezer, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by?
0: The one rule I live by is honesty. I think that's the uh, the best gift that we have uh, for ourselves but the best gift that you can give to others that they could trust you. And um, so I would say honesty.
4: John Van Beesbrook, you are off the hot seat. Well done, sir. Oh.
2: <laughs> and he survived. Relieved. Yet again. Got a couple of <laughs> <laughs> Thank
4: you, John. Many- on the success of, of um, USA Hockey and what you're doing with the Olympic team. Yeah. Tell everybody a little bit more about what you've done the last couple of years there and what's coming up for you.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I have a long title. I'm an assistant executive director at USA Hockey. But what that really means is I run all our hockey operations for the country when it gets to the international games. So uh, our last Olympics in Beijing, putting together the team there, the staff, and um, that's both on the men's and women's side. And on the sled side, too, which is our which uh, is a team that won the gold medal over there. I don't know if many of your listeners know what sled hockey is, but if you get a chance, it's so connected to the Wounded Warriors program and everybody that's uh, disabled in the country to play that game. But to have the best team in the world and win the gold medal was um, was really an unsung event you know, within the realm of of the sport. So if you get a chance to go salute the sled hockey team, please do so. But it's an honor and a privilege to represent our country on the biggest scale uh, internationally, uh, putting together our men's world championship team, which will be made up of NHLers. But, you know, when you go to the Olympics and world championships and things of that nature, I mean, the United States is, is currently ranked fourth in the world. Uh, our goal is to get to number one. I think we've uh, we've got a lot of credibility on the world stage. It's hard to beat Canada and and Russia, who is uh, put on the sidelines now for a while. We'll see what happens with that. But Finland and Sweden and emerging countries like Switzerland in the sport, Germany. It's a it's a total different world when you're on the international global. But it's a great honor. Our, our USA hockey is a wonderful organization to work for because it's mostly in tune with grassroots, you know, so we do everything from, you know, six-year-old hockey up to the professional ranks. Um, and like I said, on all sides of it, our women's team is fantastic. And right now we, we have more, uh, the fastest emerging growth market inside hockey is in the women's game, in the girls. And I have a granddaughter who's playing now. It's seven years old. It's fun to watch her play and it's very clean and it's very safe it's a very safe sport i love that about the game but most of all is to to you know wear the red white and blue when we cross the ditch and go over there and represent our country there's no greater feeling yeah. than to hear your anthem be played in a in a foreign country
2: john do you find that and again we get back to this playing hockey in places where ice doesn't form <laughs> but but do you find that that the interest among youngsters is it's also there in places like Dallas and, and Florida and Vegas yep. and places like that.
0: Yeah. The NHL in, in what was known as expansion has really expanded. We we were seeing players from Florida uh, make our national teams. We're seeing them from Dallas. We're seeing them from Phoenix. Uh, one name to throw out there is Austin Matthews who plays uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, lived there primarily his whole life and, and now is leading the NHL in scoring and, uh, is just a fantastic player. So, um, you know, the United States and, and the growth of hockey is, is there in these non-traditional marketplaces. And we're very grateful for it, for the expansion, for the NHL going down to Florida. I benefited personally from it, having a, a career, being able to be expanded down to Florida, but mm-hmm. I now meet kids that come up and say, Hey, I watched you play for the Panthers. And you know it's fun to know that there's there's opportunities in every one of our states.
2: so for for a kid who may or may not be contemplating playing hockey um, but is is interested in the game, what kind of suggestions and advice would you give him? Learn how to skate well first or what?
0: Yeah, that's the primary thing. I, I would say this, there's lots to help. Organizations, our grassroots organizations around in every state are easy to find. Uh, Go to your local rink. Uh, It's still pretty well civic minded, um, you know, and there's rinks in every state all over the place. So I would say get in contact with them. People will help you out. You'll get all kinds of support. Um, You know, our try hockey for free day just uh, passed a couple of weeks ago where we had. I don't know 167 new rinks come on board to to grow the game and and we have all kinds of initiatives going on all the time and and I think um you know the at the the one time the stigma in hockey was you know let me check your teeth to see if you <laughs> if you lost your teeth then you can play hockey right. I think those stigmas are gone because it's a very safe and fun sport <laughs>
2: It was kind of hard for hockey players to get dental insurance for a while. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
4: (laughs) If people want to follow uh, what's going on with USA Hockey, is there a place they can go? Obviously, there's a website.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, USAHockey.org and .com. We have them both. But um, I, I would say, you know, USA Hockey being the national governing body is one thing, but get to your local do do the local thing. Go to go to your um, local organizations in any state that you're in, and you know if you're in Texas, I mean, uh, it's called Taha, the Texas Amateur Hockey Association. In Michigan, it's the Maha, the Michigan Amateur <laughs> Hockey Association. So if you just go aha uh-huh, and put a letter <laughs> next to it, you'll find where you need to go.
4: In Hawaii, <laughs> is it
0: Haha? Uh-huh? Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: Sorry. It was there. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, man. We apologize for his. It's actually the sometimes. Pacific
0: district. So <laughs> some of the districts are a little bit bigger because they cover more territory, but I mean, there's so much information at usahockey.com or.org. Uh, you can't miss it if you try, but I mean, I think that the best thing I could portray in the sport is that it's, it's a fun sport. You get a lot of support. Um, if you, do learn, learn to skate. You're going to love it. It's a passionate sport. Um, once you, you know, really get involved, um, there's really no going back because yeah. I, you know, at the professional level, you can talk to many people, but if you go to a live game, you, you may not know all the rules, but you're going to see some serious fun action. And, you know, I've talked to so many people over the years that have gone to live games. It's not the same on television, but you go to a live game and it's just a panic for, for everybody
2: to, so 54 year old cousin in Portland, Maine, who still plays amateur hockey. Yeah. And he loves a love him. affair. Yeah. It's a he love won't, affair. Won't ever give it up. Yeah. John Van Beesbrook man, it has been so wonderful to have you on the show. And we, we appreciate it more than we can ever say. Thanks. Thank guys. you very much. Nice to be with you.
1: Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men want to feel younger, stronger, leaner. You don't have to slow down after 40. Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s. Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. I gotta try Nugenix Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again,
3: 800-590-0443.
1: Okay, now we have covered
2: all the major sports. Oh, by the way, we are the approach shot and I am John Ashton and he is Neil Michaels and John Van Beesbroek was our guest and I um, mean he's an NHL goalie. par excellence.
4: You know, what's funny is we never got to the story that I wanted to ask him where he got hit in the jaw by a puck that went under his mask and broke his jaw, but he never had to have his jaw wired shut and he missed, I think, five games, eight games. If you get hit in the face with a hundred mile an hour frozen piece of something on your jaw and it breaks your jaw, don't you think maybe you could
2: take a little time off? Have you ever hefted a hockey puck to just put one in your hand?
4: Especially a cold one.
2: Yes, those things are heavy. Yeah, they hurt when they hit, <laughs> especially in the face. <laughs> and you, and you, and I. You know, we grew up in in the Northeast as kids. We played hockey. But we didn't necessarily play on rinks because when we were kids, they didn't have all those rinks. Right. So we, we played on them. lakes and we played on in parks where they just flooded the the outfield of the baseball thing. That's exactly guys, it. It was all bumpy and lumpy and we still played. It was great, but you could trip over something on the ice. That's right. You know,
4: well, the good news is now that we're not doing that anymore, we're still bumpy and lumpy, but in a whole different <laughs> way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: In fact, that's my nickname.
4: Actually, that was the original show name, wasn't it? Not the approach shot, but Bumpy and Lumpy. No, it was the approach shot with Bumpy and Lumpy. There you go. Oh, we amuse ourselves.
2: Oh, yes. As my father used to say, you were a real card. You should be dealt with. <clears throat> so Oh, oh very is nice. a, Yes, my father was a punster. <laughs> yes, indeed. Dad jokes
4: are funny, and the younger <laughs> generation makes fun of us for telling it, except now my son is in his 30s, and he tells them. And when I call him on it, he says, well, I was trained by the best. And I'm like, but you're still telling them. <laughs>
2: so- I finally told my wife a joke that she laughed at because she thinks – Either my jokes are very corny or she's heard them 37 times and they're not funny anymore. But I saw a video to
4: laugh and move on.
2: (laughs) She doesn't even laugh anymore. She just looks at me. But I saw a video of a woman, very nervous, visibly nervous. She's putting on her jacket and she said, I just got a call from the police. They told me they found my husband's body in the river. That's not where I left it. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. So listen, when you're out on a golf course, whether you're trying to play like John Van Beesbrook or trying to play like Tiger Woods, Uh just remember that you're playing a game. And that game was invented by the same people that invented bagpipes and called it music.
4: Also, remember when you're doing all of those things or just having your regular day. Life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with
2: the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.
2: You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and
0: save big at BJ's.